You're listening to Loved by the Water with Mike and Christy, episode three, which is yet to be titled because we don't know what it'll end up being about. Which feels appropriate considering where we were an hour ago before recording, which is talking about the nature of spontaneity. And how spontaneity is natural time. Well, being true time, being in alignment with natural time, mm-hmm. um, which is a hot topic for for us, for you in your professional quote professional life, right? At least in terms of of like the words, yeah, like the words, because I think the texture of the meaning changes. Mm-hmm. But going back to what we're talking about with spontaneity. And textures about where spontaneity exists within life, somewhere between um, hesitation and impulsiveness. Like it's not quite hesitant, and it's not impulsiveness. Well, it's absolute. You you said earlier that hesitation is actually the opposite, or the what was the word? Inversion. It's the. In, mm, it's when. It's kind of more like the enemy word. Hesitation is opposite or inversion of spontaneity. Yeah. I forget what the word you used was, but... But going back to what we're talking about and this not having a, a title, um, oh. we're, we're diving into this episode and this conversation in the spirit of spontaneity. Of spontaneity. <laughs> Which we've really been doing all along. True. Because that's part of the nature of, well, it's part of the nature of, of being loved by the water. Um, I, am I derailing us too much if I share? I, I'm trying to set, it, set up for sharing what you okay. have in your lap. Um, one of the practices that Michael and I have been playing with or or entering into as as a way of mm, fostering creativity and finding flow is actually going to the water and allowing ourselves to be open and easeful in just being loved by the water just being open and present to the essence of the water and the space you know we're not bird watching or snorkeling or you know, there's a lot of things you can do when you're by the water, but we're kind of just allowing ourselves to be, and maybe you'll have a pen in hand, maybe I'll have my recorder, because as we are opening ourselves to that flow and the love space by the water, I think we're both finding a great deal of spontaneity, like spontaneous creativity and, and spontaneous desire coming through us, not that we're desiring anything, but something is desiring our attention, and we're opening to allow that flow. Being natural time or true time, and how that's maybe a, a different angle, but same concept of natural astrology and time, reality, consciousness, some of the bigger concepts you've been um, working with. Um, with Susquehanna Alchemy and your uh, YouTube platform. Hold on, I have, I have to pause and then I'll trim it. I and so you wrote something yesterday when we were in that state and it to me feels like a blending of as spontaneity is a softer angle or a different angle that has to do with desire, which relates to feelings, which relates to the work we're doing here with this project. It's this natural thread of connection between what seems to be so separate is like your work with astrology, time, consciousness, false reality, um, being in the paradigm, but not of the paradigm, and how when spontaneity came up today, that was like a soft link as spontaneity is referred to as being in alignment with true time or natural time. It felt like a soft link to enter into my work, which is all the feelings realm and the interior of self and 
and energy, which you have quite a background in, um, but are, yeah, so this, what you're about to share feels like a, a flowing link between the, the, not that the work that we do is opposite, it's not opposite, it's just, um, complementary. Yeah, yours, yours is very philosophical, Mm -hmm. and mine is very, like, um, experiential, experiential, emotional, yeah, like life, Mm -hmm. just like life-based complexities of all the thing, and Mm -hmm. I apply some philosophy sometimes, but yeah, it feels like the flow between those two, Mm -hmm. so anyways, I really loved it, and I really hope that you all listening are going to love it just as much, because I think it's going to carry us for at least 40 minutes, breaking it down in, okay, discussion um i'd like to add a little bit to Mm -hmm. the setup that you gave Mm -hmm. um one is so my notebooking practice is also inspired from the book you made reference to Mm -hmm. last time um the artist's way the artist's way and i started this years ago which is basically the habit of just journaling for two pages a day Mm. in the most spontaneous way no Mm. real no no critique on the words that come out of your mind through your or prompts just writing 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 and because of that there is um it's immensely personal to me for two reasons. Like one, it's usually like it's like a direct window into what I'm thinking, feeling, or what have you. And then secondly, like it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. And um, as you know, like I like to practice my things. I like to polish my stuff and like you know, and then put it out there. So, so my notebooks, this practice, had has been really, really over the years has been really satisfying for me to allow me to just be kind of messy. Mm. And then when you and I first came together, it was actually on my birthday last year, and you were like, I want to read your notebooks. <laughs> and you were doing that in the most, like, I think, genuine curiosity sort of way. And I had a real, like, you can't read my notebook. Like, this is my notebook. <laughs> and for, like, those reasons, like, one, it, you know, all of the things for why, why one uh-huh. would. So anyway, so. We should unpack that sometime. We could unpack that, that certainly. So, so I'm bringing this up because this to me, my personal motivation for what we're doing on this Love by the Water mm-hmm. um, podcast series is more about, um, is more about uh, like the freedom to feel. Mm. you know water mm-hmm. being emotions like mm-hmm. as you said like our work is very complementary like anyone who knows me is like like emotions and feelings are are right at the surface of like me as an individual mm-hmm. but at the same time like like I come about it in almost like maybe a, like a philosophical like sort of way like I have a strange relationship with emotion and feeling because mm-hmm. it's express it's so close to me but at the same time it's not and through you and through this podcast or this concept of love by the water, I have become much more comfortable with being more open with what I'm actually like feeling. You know, it's mm. always been an internal mm. process, mm-hmm. which is kept in my notebook. You know, the, the, <laughs> that the, no one's allowed to read. Which no one is allowed to read, <laughs> but I can feel it. Like I'm not denying my feelings; they're just like contained in my mm. own inner well. Like we talked mm-hmm. about the difference mm-hmm. between the wells, and I was thinking about that with myself. So okay, so all that being said, so so when, when was this? Was this yesterday? Yeah. I, okay, so so I was I was in I was in some sort of space yesterday, right. and I and and like I was in my contained well. Mm-hmm. Part of me likes my contained well. Part of me likes to feel that. But then there's also part of me which is like, all right, I will, I'm ready to not feel this anymore. So I was feeling a certain way all day. And I was kind of like walking around the house, feeling like very like trapped within myself. I was agitated. You're like, why don't you go outside and scream or something like that? Like, that's just not my way. No, especially not in this neighborhood. And and not in the, well, (laughs) so anyway, so we decided to go to the beach and it was around like 
three o'clock in the afternoon. It was a later, a later trip to the beach. And I was still kind of feeling whatever inside. And you take a telephone call. And I'm just listening to you talk to a mutual friend of ours. And, and listening to you talk to her about whatever, like really, really allowed things to start moving with inside mm. of me. And we get to the beach and you go into the water. And I go and I take my seat. Like I got the I got a, a seat which I take with me all the time at the beach, and I put the seat in the in the water, and we're in this very very uh, remote part or away from anyone at the beach, so we're not like near anyone. And I sit down with my notebook, and like I can feel what felt contained and, and stagnant with inside me, um, beginning to to move. Mm. And all I did was I started writing. Mm. and I'm writing my notebook and who am I writing in my notebook for I'm writing in it for me mm -hmm. so this isn't for anyone else this is for me <laughs> and then you come swimming on up and you're like can I read you can read me your notebook and we have gotten to the place in our relationship now that it's much easier for me in fact it's not even just easier it feels good for me to like open up in my notebook mm -hmm. and the fact that you're interested in it and what have you so anyway so so what so so what i'm going to read like 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 i'll read it verbatim but this was really written for myself of what i'm feeling to myself of like you know just my own sort of i guess self-soothing for any of you that know this man as Uncle Mike, the curtains are being, what do they call that in theater? Uh, the revealed. Cur the, the curtains cur are being pulled drawn. Back. The pull pulled back? Yeah. All right. The veil's being lifted. All right. Um, so on the page. So on the page originally, like on the very top, it says maps and log books. Um, and the reason why that's funny is you're like, well, what did you write on there? And I started by saying maps and log books because it's real easy for me to write about maps. Like that's uh -huh. the philosophy. Let me map out the inner world. Let me log it, but to feel it and describe it. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit newer. So this is what I wrote. I'll read it verbatim. Feelings and thoughts come and go. They are real in the... It's a little sign from the world saying like, pay attention. They are real in the fact. That they occur. But they are never permanent. Unless not allowed to be released. And they are often false in the fact that they may not be an accurate reflection of what is going on in reality. The bottom line is they need to be honestly addressed, but at the same time not given too much credence. Do you want me to read that again? Okay. Feelings and thoughts come and go. They are real in the fact that they occur, but they are never permanent unless not allowed to be released. And they, are, they can be false in the fact that they may not be an accurate reflection of what is going on in reality. The bottom line is they need to be honestly addressed, but at the same time, not given too much credence. Hmm. I had this thought yesterday, and I don't think I got to share it with you. And it's interesting because one of the lines is, oh, it's the first one, feelings and thoughts come and go. And I've heard this practice before that um, if, if a feeling or thought, well, I've heard it about thoughts, but let me pause and hold feelings over here in my right hand. I've heard this said about thoughts, that if you have the thought once, if, it, if it's true and real and you can't get it down, it'll come back to you, like as a practice for present listening so that you can stay present with someone and not be holding thoughts of your own while you're listening to someone. That if a thought comes through, and if it's true and real, you can let it go and stay in the moment of listening with the person because that thought will be there when you, when you want to come back to it, when it's your turn to respond or speak. Then there's feelings that a feeling will let's say like you don't have time or you don't want to give a feeling time that feeling if 
it, depending on its charge and the importance of it or whatever its intention is, whatever that energy coming through is, is kind of like desiring from you, that no matter how many times you kind of like ignore it, put it away, say like, oh, I don't have time for you right now, I'm busy working or whatever, that feeling will come back. And feelings more than thoughts, my experience is, is that feelings are persistent. And if they are denied their persistence, that's where we get, that's where we get really deep, thick, dark shadow spaces. That repression that you also talked about in that little paragraph. Um, and so thoughts and feelings come and go, so that was my little rabbit trail on that. The thought I had yesterday that I let go because I wanted to really listen to the rest of your sharing was um, in this show, The Witcher, that we're watching, um, which I have feelings about because it it caught us and I, I'm so uncomfortable with how intensely it caught our attention um, because we're not regular TV watchers, right? Right? It hooked us. <laughs> it hooked us. Um, but there are always really great lines, and one of them is um, the, the mage or the witch, Yennefer, she says, magic isn't real. And you say in here, in your, in your notes, feelings, mm -hmm. what's not real that you said? Um, uh, they are real in the fact that they occur, but they're never permanent unless allowed not to to be released uh, and they can be false as they are not an accurate reflection of what is going on in reality. Okay, right, so feelings aren't real. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's there's typical responses to that. Well, like, no, your, your feelings are real. Your experience of them is real and so that's why we need to honor them. Um, and I hear what you're saying that um, if you allow your feelings to dictate your realities, like that's a whole can of worms. Um, but what I immediately heard in my mind was feelings aren't real, magic isn't real. And what is the relationship then between magic and feelings? And what if feelings are magic? What if that another word for feelings, emotion, energy and motion, what if that energy is our magic what if all this constant like i'm feeling this i'm feeling that there's like all this energy available to us what seemingly in our in my experience and seems to be your experience is that there's always something knocking at the door desiring to come in and take up some residence in the space of the body field and then so if feelings aren't real and magic isn't real my thoughts were that feelings are magic and magic is feelings or energy okay and so i'm curious about your thoughts are you gonna is there a step further with like i don't the think not real? so okay i don't think so i mean there is there's so much to say right. about magic not being real uh-huh like what is what are all the definitions of, of mm -hmm. what is real mm -hmm. um but i would like to go even further and we don't need to go there together, uh -huh. but the next step I would take is alchemy and relationships okay. and how, how energy in one vessel and energy in another vessel can create an intense amount of friction, passion, desire, all the things, because now you're not dealing with one vessel full of energy, but you're, 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 um, you've got two beakers of chemistry mm -hmm. and now what is that alchemy that can happen and it's not just like it's not just sex alchemy but it's energy alchemy that can be occurring between two people and then how do those two people become masters of transmutation in in themselves and then how can they do that together in a union for like even more powerful transmutation because just as in a laboratory when you have like two beakers and you start mixing complex compounds now you have sometimes like mini explosions or magic like a magic potion presents itself 
So that's where I would take it, but I'm curious where you would take it. All right. Um, one is I'm surprised. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Spontaneity. I'm, I'm surprised by where this is going, and um, I'm excited because I'm, I'm this this feels this feels fun. Um, <laughs> so I want to go and hit like a couple points. Let me see if I can do this. Uh, so the idea of um, feelings and magic one being linked mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is like there there's a lot to that there's a lot to the idea of a strongly impassioned felt desire being part of the manifestation process right, right? so like i'm just like mm -hmm. like throw it so like that's kind of like an established um idea um and then that is an ability then like to be able to tap into that feeling and then to use magic to create something like that's like there's a whole like that's a whole industry is that sympathetic magic uh or is that a different topic that's a different topic okay. that's right. a different topic so i want to i want to point this like this to me like I'm, ties um, <laughs> into like false realities or false timelines all those sort of things which i like to talk about uh -huh. versus spontaneity uh -huh. so where the idea um and then also this uh, the the line which i said that that um the feel a feeling which is felt if it's not allowed to be expressed like it a feeling not allowed to be expressed it what it begins to take on let's say a life of its own like like shadow um but it gets power there's a lot of power there um and so going back to this idea of feelings and magic not being real like that shadow could also be like the the fuel for for magic and in this instance magic being able to create something to manifest mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. in the reality this coupled or compared to spontaneity mm -hmm. and so what spontaneity is and like living in spontaneity or in um present moment of the real time um there's a magic in that and there's a magic which isn't forced there isn't a magic with like potions and like mm -hmm. it's not convoluted and like utilizing these emotions that are being let's say um edged or amped up mm -hmm. or all of these things that are certainly effective means of um of creating a reality of creating an experience but at what cost mm -hmm. versus the much more simple though possibly more potent and more true like magic which is li learning how to live in spontaneity mm, mm -hmm. and so in this this dance which you and i are doing or exploring on this podcast um to me where i'm meeting it as an individual is is um is I've, I think I've always been good at, as I said, this page began, like mapping and mm -hmm. logging the inner world, mm -hmm. but not necessarily like comfortable at expressing and like all of these things mm -hmm. about the actual thing which I'm mapping and describing. Right. And I'm doing this for my, in my growth, in my mm -hmm. unfolding, as a way to move beyond it but mm -hmm. i need to learn it like like yeah. and that so going to what you were saying with with like how does a couple yeah how does a couple work and mm. so or like to for the alchemy and mm -hmm. and in my opinion what's coming by this time massive dump truck massive dump truck uh a massive dump truck so so the 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 magic which i'm interested in mm -hmm. is the true is the magic which is not 
false. Mm. The magic which isn't false, the magic which is real, and that's like found in spontaneity. It's found in mm. being with life, and it's an effortless magic. And maybe is that why the character on the show Witcher said magic isn't real? Because she literally was like, I'm just like manifesting something out of nothing, and it's coming out of me desiring it and making it happen. She's like, this isn't real. It's not spontaneous. It's not just like life occurring and flowing. And I, I wonder if, I mean, who knows what she was thinking, but just in the deeper complexes of that character and whoever is writing her lines, I'm wondering if that's a part of it. Because this character, what is, she's this really powerful mage or really powerful witch. And all she desires is to be able to procreate. Mm -hmm. to be able to have her own child, which she can't do because part of becoming a mage in her school was that they took your procreative powers away. Um, I don't know if it was just her, but I think it was all of all of them. And so all like the only true desire she has is that of of true creation. Like mm. Yes. Yeah. So so let me add to that because mm -hmm. this again, it's it's metaphorical. Mm -hmm the character is stunningly beautiful mm. everyone who meets her falls on all the men fall under her glamour and instantaneous they all love her do you remember like yeah. the mm -hmm. the the elfin the elfin magician mm -hmm. he's he loved her oh, right. like and mm -hmm. so what why that was interesting uh, was like at like but she began as being physically ugly and she was like no De one deformed. she was deformed and no one wanted her and she went through the process to become beautiful which was glamour illusion in magic speak mm -hmm. and at what cost well they had to take out her ability they had to take something from right. her organs of, of reproduction and that is when she stopped being able to do like yeah. what you just said so like what she was able to do was to have the false magic like mm -hmm. she looked beautiful and everyone wanted her and she had this great life, mm -hmm. but then at what cost? Mm -hmm. So bringing back to, um, bringing back to, let's say like what we're actually do doing, yeah. mm -hmm. like writing in the water is, is, um, and what I'm finding so interesting, um, about where you and I meet as individuals, um, and talking about love by the water is I know that with in my um, in my personal unfolding in my journey is I am quite skilled at the um, containment of chaos mm. of my of my waters mm. of my emotional mm. but at the cost of or at the price of like kind of like what we saw with um, this character like I can make it look pretty like I'm able to to like hold it and to main composed mm -hmm. but I'm not really going in mm. and so what I've been learning and what I love about this I the the metaphor of loved by the water which is like all of those things which I'm containing which there's a there's a purpose for that and there's mm -hmm. a place for that mm -hmm. but if you only do one part of it which is learning how to control the chaos mm -hmm. like all you have is the the illusion of control mm -hmm. But now, like, leaning into, like, well, let me go see what that actually is. Yeah. And then by doing that is then really being able to lean into the spontaneity mm -hmm. and the truth mm -hmm. of being alive. Mm -hmm. Being, you know, this experience. A vessel of being alive, which also specifically in reference to this means being a vessel in which energy is is seamlessly and constantly having energy flow through yes. you. And, well, I don't want to finish. Was there a more complete finish? Well, let's go where you're going. Um, it, so in Tantra and probably in other philosophies and, and traditions, the sacral area of the body or the, the sacral chakra or whatever, that um, where your reproductive organs are, mm -hmm. That's the, that is the element of water, the root or below where you're, um, like between your legs, that, um, that's earth. Mm -hmm. And then above, above your navel, 
is fire and then the heart area is air mm-hmm. um so so being loved by the water and then like okay water element where where is that in me what what is that in me that's being loved by my emotions mm-hmm. my the waters of me is sacral chakra which is also correspondent with energy emotion emotional body and so what does it look like to be loved by my emotions mm. which strings in this um, concept of desire and what we're learning about the um, the specific tradition of Tantra that we're reading about right now which I can't remember the name of I'll put it in the notes is um, in their philosophy or in their practice desire doesn't flow from you but um, objects or or seemingly things outside of you desire you and then you are just a channel through which that desire flows right so it's not like oh I want that mug I desire that mug because there's coffee in it but I desire that mug let me put my hand on it and bring it to me and now my desire is fulfilled they're saying like that leads to just constant human suffering versus okay and I'm going to take it away from the mug and to the water because you and I have been like wow well, what if we enter the water with this holding this energetic posture of the water is desiring us we are entering the water out of its desire for us to enter it so what if we met all of the energy that flows through us like all the seemingly different bombardments of of feelings and moods and energy that occur throughout the day what if we met that with the same energetic posture of hold on this energy is coming to me or through me because it desires me this energy loves me and what do we know about love love is not just like light it's not just like um, oh, I want to hold you up on this pedestal and make you a princess. Love is sometimes like, yeah, you're in the fucking gutter. And like, I'm here with you. And I'm not going to just like raise you up on a pedestal. Like, this is love too. This 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 awful feeling, right? Like when, when a mood comes in or when a certain energy comes in that you're like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I feel my high walls of my well containing me and constricting me and my waters are now so deep and unattainable but they're driving me nuts um what if that what if we met that with a sense of that energy is love that energy is desire that energy is desiring you and and your vessel as a certain like container not that you're trying to control it, but you and your body is the container with which that energy desires to flow for whatever reasons. Like you can try to get to the bottom of that logically or rationally. Um, and maybe that is helpful in some, in some cases, but mostly it's just, okay, how, how, do I, how do I allow that desire and how do I allow that energy to flow through me knowing that it desires me and how can I be loved by that flow of energy knowing that love is not just about me feeling good sometimes love is about me feeling bad right like if we have if I need to use dualities to like clarify this um whew. So for lack of being able to come to a firm conclusion on this, I'm curious what, what right. where this has taken you. So um, we, we I, one of the episodes, one or two, I defined love in my in my language as um, the the force that unifies all the seemingly separate things. Mm, Yes, that was the first episode. And so when you say, like, love by the water and this feeling, this uncomfortable feeling, Mm -hmm. um, so if that's loved by the water with that definition, is like, well, then this has to be, like, part of the unifying force, which is what you're saying. That's part of it. Like, the 
it's not the separateness. And so the, this, like experientially for me, as I was saying before, was like I was feeling something and I was just like, you know, wanting to, to, um, burst out of it. Whatever, exactly. Yeah. As opposed to like this being like self soothing. So, what, what did I mean by that? Is like this is how, like, just like getting into cold water, like, mm. okay, I'm gonna get into the cold water and like, how am I going to, um, uh, work within myself to do something which there's a certain part of me which is like I'm not going to do this I don't want to do this mm -hmm. but there's another part of me which is like you gotta you're, you're gonna do this mm -hmm. so emotionally so these are emotional cold waters or difficult waters I'm like okay like I I, I want this to pass let's say that's the expression mm -hmm. I want this to be <laughs> over with versus like one so that's why I meant like all this is not good all things come and go mm -hmm. and even more so the thoughts and the thoughts, the story that goes with the feelings, mm -hmm. that might not be true. Mm -hmm. And like getting into that, that feeling mm -hmm. and just like, okay, this is uncomfortable. This is why it was so helpful for me to listen to you talk uh, on the phone because I was listening to you kind of describe emotion or mm. the inner world to this other person and it mm. didn't feel so personal to me, mm. which gave me the space for it to move to find that the water the the what, what's the last line of the song uh the sea moves is deep, and, deep slow. and slow to find that moving deep and slow to allow the churning because i was stuck in stagnation of like this is never going to end this yeah. is uncomfortable and there's a part of me that subtle current that knows it's not true like that, right. that whisper is like it's okay it's okay sit with it this is part of what this is part of being human or this and that's is part the subtle current is finding that voice is finding that voice and then finding like listening to you talk mm -hmm. like allowed me to find that movement mm. where i'm like okay i'm still feeling it and then i went down in the in the water and i wrote this so mm -hmm. so where where am i going with all of this so um the experience of what we're cataloging on our conversation at least for me is the experience of being able to articulate clearly um like a skill in the false magic mm. of like which would be like really being able to like control my emotions mm. but i'm learning my emotions to forget how i'm doing that mm -hmm. so i'm not bypassing like i'm not like yeah. because there's I know these concepts like I know all the I'm right. familiar and I intellectually know a lot of these 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 principles but now like there's like this application of it like now I'm in it yeah and now let me see what this feels like and let me actually like go into this water know that this is the love oh and this whole sort of thing this is what I was reminding myself is um this having to do with like desire and something's desiring me to feel this like whatever that may be yes like like there's a desire like somehow that's linked in yeah this energy is desiring me mm -hmm. and let me say this last point before i hand it back to you yeah. so something that i heard a long time ago um which i've always held on to which always like it it hooked into my into my mental catalog which which is, I think, a different way of saying some of the same things you're saying, is um, whatever you want or desire also wants a piece of you, right? So that's like this mutual reception of desire. Mm -hmm. And what it's talking and what, when it was said that in what I was reading, it said that are you willing to live up to what that wants of from you? Mm. And that always like kind of like it that gave me pause because I found that intimidating because it's real easy to say I want something yeah. and then realize like okay well then it wants something from you and that requires you to to do something to and be open to, to what to give. Yeah. whatever that may be and how I have defined in the experience which I just described which what it wants is like can I stand in stillness in the discomfort mm -hmm. 
knowing that like maybe it lasts for a while and knowing that it doesn't but can can like can I walk on the hot coals can I do mm. you know am I able to find my comfort in the ice bath am I able like yeah. all of these different sort of things um, because it's so that to me is what these my experience with you with us mm -hmm. but then also with this podcast is all about is like me realizing like you know the different levels of desire what mm -hmm. it wants from me what I really desire what I think I desire um, and just like being able to observe it uh -huh. while also experience it oh that so there was one more thing in your notes I want to get to and I also thought maybe we could get to um, Oh, it, it might not come back and if it doesn't come back then it's not meant to um, but there there was something earlier in our conversation that put off a little marker in my mind to say oh oh right okay so alchemy between two people magic between two people and real like real magic between two people um, not just like oh like we're falling in love and oh this feels good and but the real magic the co-creative magic, the, the this is coming from an organic flow of energy between the both of us. And it's not just the feel-good feelings, but it's, it's any and all energy. We're meeting any and all energy as an opportunity to, as individuals, and then together as, you know, because together we, we bring about a whole other set of energies that arise in each other. Um, what I don't know what led me to, to think this but it was like what are the agreements I guess like um, what are the agreements that those two people can bring together as a foundation or a container for which to allow that alchemy and transmutation occur? Like, like where are we going with this, right? Like two people who are feeling like the magic of love, let's say, or who are not feeling the magic of love and just simply wanna have like functional intimacy to, to move through certain space and time in their journey. Um, a simple awareness of what, what is this about? Like, why are we occupying space together? <laughs> I'm doing the thing. This must be important. There's this certain thing I do with my hands when I when I hit important topics, um, and it's actually baby sign language for more, more, more. <laughs> so, so there's that, and I I don't know if this is related, but this keeps coming up as a as a thing underneath is is all this kind of practice that you're talking about is really a non-practice because you're you're trying to just simply drop out of the practices you've always been mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. and drop into another hot topic for you in in your individual work is the mystery mm -hmm. how do i just drop into the mystery of my own being mm -hmm. not of the susquehanna river not of the mystery of the stars but just the mystery of all of that that, that river and those stars are in me mm -hmm. i am a complex kind of like web that is those things and the experience of it I have been taught a certain like control your emotions or I have been so I've been taught certain practices of how to be as a complex unit or vessel of everything and nothing and so just like for the listeners who might be like, like what are the practices? Because as I'm as we're reading this one book, I'm like, when are they going to get to the practices? And it's like, well, wait, this is a non-practice. This is literally just dropping in a little bit deeper into being, into the mystery of being. And I, I guess I will say that that does doesn't require, but it is helpful to have a certain container with which to do that whether that container is a physical environment or another person that you trust. Um, yeah, there, are, there are, are elements that make this more conducive to, to occurring. Um, but just, 
I think the non-practice is just simple awareness. Oh, I'm feeling this. Okay, I don't have to do anything about it. I think they, I think we read this in that chapter this morning, Supreme Reality or something, is just simple awareness of agitation, the mind. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, my mind has simple awareness that I'm experiencing agitation, whether it's in my feelings, my energy body, my body itself. And a simple awareness can bring about... Um, what can it bring about? Uh, well, I, the way, the way um, I interpret all of that yeah. is it's um, it's a it's a that is kind of like a technique slash practice, like you then where just like with the as I was describing with the emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, as an individual, I don't get agitated from like external things very easily. Like I can, I can not be affected by that, but my emotions are the things that mm. are my agitators. Mm-hmm. So, so learning to lean into with consciousness or to, or awareness to what it is, is that agitation. Like it allows, it allows the clarity and the collapse of that. So I'll talk about the emotion with me is like when I go and get comfortable with or just stay within that discomfort emotionally without trying to change it, to escape it, to, to like have it go away. Like that's my awareness with emotion. Right. And something happens when that happens. Presence to the agitation. Presence right. to the whatever energy you're embodying is the opening towards peacefulness. Right. That is, that is, I'm quoting the book Desire by Daniel Odier, The Tantric Path to Awakening. And what I was referencing is just that. And you just said it in your experience. Presence to agitation or fill in the blank to any energy is the opening towards peacefulness. We never try to change to adopt. Instead, we try only to allow our awareness to descend Toward what is really happening within us. Yeah. 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 So I I want to link that back then to say, what is really happening within us mm-hmm. as a a unit mm-hmm. of energy, right? Because two people can, two people together can create a unit of energy, and so we're talking about union, and bringing simple awareness to what is happening within us remember in the first episode we shared about that theory or philosophy that the composite there's a composite chart Mm -hmm. which means that there's this like there's this like third being when you're in a a union a certain deep state (laughs) union with someone there's this composite being that's always in the field in the um, unfolding of time together and I don't know that you and I like visualize this being (laughs) I don't know that we have anything to share in regards to like what does that person look like it's not really a person it's just this it's an it's a uh, planetary signature it's an energetic signature right Mm -hmm. that's what that beingness is and I think it's helpful to bring simple awareness even to that. Okay. What do you mean by that? Simple awareness to that. What is really happening? Okay. I mean, you could say like, go read the composite chart and look Mm -hmm. at the transits. Okay. Of what is occurring this day, this, this, this lunar cycle. Um, That could be a way to Mm -hmm. bring simple awareness Mm -hmm. to what's unfolding as the transits are kind of pulling out and teasing out the energetic signature mm-hmm. of those people in a, I'm going to just say, keep saying a deep state union or a sacred union to people who are bringing a um, very intentional, like, uh, um, spirit or holiness or gratitude to each other. Um, holding each other in a, sp- in a certain 
position in their lives. Um, yeah. The spirit in which the individual approaches the union. Like each person, we bring a certain... Yeah, and if there can be agreements yes. to, okay, like let's, what is, okay, first agreements as a container mm-hmm. for, um, for the alchemy, for the transmutation, for maybe like, maybe this is not tantric philosophy, maybe this doesn't fall and flow with that, mm-hmm. but what what's just coming up for me right now is why are we doing this mm-hmm. right like a lot of times i think re- the the ship that two people build together and they relate on it the relationship they just get on the boat and you lose course mm-hmm. and there is no greater reason or purpose or or driving factor for that creation of that ship that they're mm-hmm. on and you know you and i also have this concept of that that being that entity that is an average it's a composition of the two of us mm-hmm. and so what what is the way in which or a purpose for the energetic signature of that composite to unfold you i mean you've even said business partners can do a composite chart, right? And so that is that is the purpose or the mission of that composite mm-hmm. being. Mm-hmm. Those two people are like, we want to do business together. And it's a huge investment. It's a deep state union for whatever reason, because of the value they place on their money or their land or whatever. And so how can we bring simple awareness to the energetic signatures unfolding with our the composite of our being are you following yeah are, are the listeners following <laughs> <laughs> i think so it's a it's a pretty com- like it's a pretty complex web that i'm that i'm crafting here but i think it might be it might be foundations for maybe our next episode which is it's like yeah what i mean if i could just drop all of that and just put it simply what's the mission and purpose for us being together yeah like you and me yeah and then for other people like how can other people have that conversation together and what is important to me is what are the underpinnings like why are we having this conversation what are our beliefs that are driving us to have the conversation that starts what is our mission and purpose for being together and Uh, we've got I think probably five to ten minutes. Okay. Um, what an interesting, what an interesting <laughs> course this conversation has, uh, is is yeah. is becoming. Um, so the first thing I want to re- respond to you is like. Um, like that makes that that is so what you just described or the question which you just put out there um, goes hand in hand and dovetails exactly or perfectly with when you were talking about the alchemy mm-hmm. or the magic of relationship because the question is like all right well if there's magic or if there's alchemy if there's going to be some sort of manifestation well what are you trying to manifest or what is this, what is, what is that? Mm-hmm. And whatever that is should be like in total alignment with what is the purpose or the mission of the ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if I would say two people who practice some sort of um, relationship magic because they know that relationship magic exists but they've never really defined um, what their purpose is. I would say you could even like back into it and say that, um, well, look at what you've been trying to create. Like that's like in your magic together mm-hmm. because that seemingly is what 
the the chart and what your ship is is or look at what you have created right or what you have like there are all these different yeah that's another interesting way also it's like two people like as one brings this was one of the lines in the book which we read today yeah about it was the quote and it said um basically uh uh the life you live uh, when you were born, the life and all of these things are, are what you desire. Like, just look at what mm-hmm. your life has been. That's mm-hmm. what you've always been desiring. Like, they're linked. So, you can look at a if a couple mm-hmm. were to suddenly say, "I want to bring awareness to what it is that we've been we've been creating or going towards in our ship." Mm-hmm. Well, then go look and what happened. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, and that and how is that a composite a mm-hmm. composition of okay. both of us of both of us right yes um and that goes in like bullet point number five the only thing that matters is purpose oh that's what i mean it's like once yeah. you go through and i was i wrote these as the for individual right. but i think they're they're they it, it boils up into the composite which mm-hmm. is an individual created by two mm-hmm. um it's like once when i when when these were these thoughts were like flowing from head to hand to paper. It was okay. Well, once there is an a bot embodiment of these principles, which means like to suddenly not have to have like a practice, you mm-hmm. you know, because you've embodied the principles in order to live spontaneous spontaneously, which means no, there's no practice as much because you are the practice. Your life is the practice. Then all that remains is what is the purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's bullet point number five as opposed mm. to bullet point number one. Mm. And so so what, what's where I want to go and end this thing where I'm going to speak right now is that the the conscious relationship, what you're describing, is like each of the individual brings their own their own uh, ability to be spontaneous mm-hmm. and then to get with life mm-hmm. um, and then coming as a union and then they create this third thing yeah. which like can that be spontaneous uh-huh. like this is one level up let's right. say right. but then because it's it's logarithmic in terms of its effects let's say mm. because now we're dealing with with two life forces Mm -hmm. two life forces woven into one Mm -hmm. and that's some really really uh if you think about it that's 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 a that's a big deal yes which is why partly our motivation for doing this is for us it's a reflection tool for us but it's also something we desire not just for ourselves, but we desire for other people to be able to navigate this because that's what ultimately makes more interesting dynamic community is individuals who can have partnerships or unions that are of this nature. And one of the books which you've you've referenced to me, I think maybe in this in this podcast, but then also in the in the history in our time together deals with that concept of community built upon a variety or uh, multitudes of conscious couples but then each couple is supported by the community because everyone else recognizes like Mm. this is like like what you said like it could be explosive you take these beakers and you put it in together and it's not it's not easy and so to have an awareness of other people's support, just supporting what mm-hmm. that practice is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's like the link in the daisy chain that you mentioned yes. two episodes ago. Yes. Like your link is linked to my link somehow, and that link might look different. And, and at base, we're all kind of on the same page about honoring links and honoring composites and honoring self and knowing that if I you know if I pull hard on my link or if I if I I as an individual I am not separate from we are all kind of part of this pulsating experience and yet the way that I deal with my energy is going to impact 
down the daisy chain link. And this is getting a little too complex for having to wrap up, but there's that. Okay. Well, all right, we need to wrap up right now, which is good because maybe this is where we know we're going to go with the next episode. I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay, so this is, this. <laughs> we're both like looking at each other like, I didn't anticipate this to be on this conversation. Spontaneity. But, but that's what, like, that's what, to, that, that feels very, this felt spontaneity very spontaneous. leaves you in an awe of silence. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, check out, you can check out my Patreon, Loved by the Water, my Linktree, Loved by the Water. You can find Michael at Susquehanna Alchemy. That's his link tree if you're interested in more of the Susquehanna mystery. Uh, and there are also ways for you to um, join our community via um, monetary support on those platforms um, and or just stay in touch and kind of branch out to feel into some of the other projects that we are lending our creative flow to. All right, hope this was helpful and hope-filled, and we'll catch you in the next episode. See ya.